Hello. Hey, Jake. Josh, what's up? Yeah, I've been uh, getting back into jujitsu after the back injury. So it feels good. I went to a dropped in on a class here in San Diego at a local gym as I'm testing out new gyms. And my question is um, coming back into it, I find myself when I'm playing guard, the most quote unquote like comfortable guard I get into is the half guard with a high knee shield. And I find that I can like stall there for a bit. And there's at least a little bit of um, like just holding up a wall basically until I get past, but I've been having a lot of trouble progressing from that position, like off balancing or going into some kind of sweep. So yeah, I wanted to ask what are some options you you like to go to from that position as the, the bottom player? Okay. Um, <laughs> so high knee shield, you have a cross shoulder post, mm-hmm. right? Elbow connected um, to the knee shield right on the inside. Right. So, um, I've been like watching some Mikey instructionals recently, Mikey Musumeci. And like the way he talks about jujitsu a lot is you set up your, your fort and then your opponent is going to attack your fort. And based on the section of your fort that they're trying to attack, you should have some responses to that. So, um, yeah, like basically it sounds like you're setting up your fort well. You just don't have responses for when they start to attack your fort and eventually they just pass. So um, I guess that could be one way to uh, to think about it. And then maybe like next time you're rolling you can hopefully notice like, okay, the first thing that they're beating me with is they're getting like, they're compromising my cross shoulder post. They like hit it down or something. And then that allows them to get like over my knee more. And then once they're over my knee, now they're smashing my knee shield. And now my fort is starting to go lower and lower, but it starts with them compromising my cross shoulder post. Right. So when they do that, is there a way that I can capitalize on the way that they're positioning their body um to deal with my cross shoulder post does that leave them vulnerable to some sort of attack so any like specific technique or anything like that is theoretically gonna fit into that type of framework right like you're setting up your fort they're trying to take down your fort when they're trying to take down your fort they're putting themselves in some sort of compromised position and it's up to you to be able to capitalize on them being in that compromised position for that probably like short window that they're gonna they're gonna be there right um so yeah that's the the basic idea so let me just get your initial thoughts on that see see what you think yeah no i was smiling because i think that's exactly what happens is that cross shoulder post gets compromised the knee shield comes down and then from there, I'm in a low knee shield. Maybe I'm trying to extend to get space so, or or I'm trying to um, control their far arm so as not to like get an underhook or control my upper body. And then maybe I can stall there a little bit, but I have trouble getting the, the fort back up or even just transitioning to anything offensive from there. Um, I did find myself in the knee shield then. So I have my cross shoulder post and then I'm my other arm like diving in for i don't know if they call that a deep half like scooping under their leg so i find myself in that position but then also just being stuck there and kind of stalling 
I don't know if that's taking the conversation to a whole nother direction, but yeah, I just overall feel like I'm very defensive and stuck versus like finding the openings to, to do something. Right. So one thing I would say is just to be um, like maybe a bit more disciplined with your bottom hand in the sense that like if you're reaching for a scoop grip um, on their far leg, right? And even if you get it, um, it could lead to them potentially getting like a cross face or a near side underhook on you. And, and then now it's basically a battle between your scoop grip and their cross face or near side underhook. And what I've found is even if you win that battle, it's an exhausting one. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you're able to kind of shift your hips and, and get underneath them and start to elevate and enter into your X guards or Rimiashi or whatever you're trying to get into, it takes a lot of energy to, uh, to do that when they're cross facing you and have, or have that near side underhook. Right. So generally, I think what I see better people doing is they're not just like diving on that, that grip. Um, generally I think they're trying to win the battle at the, uh, at the hands first. So like your right hand, instead of diving for a a grip on the leg could be used to kind of, uh, just get some sort of upper body control probably on there. Like if you're on your right hip and you're playing uh, with like a left knee shield, um, you're going to look to get a grip on their what would that be their right arm mm-hmm. so the one that's uh yeah like on trying the outside to, the one that's trying to get the underhook yes exactly yeah. so your your cross shoulder post makes it hard for them to get that underhook um but as soon as you try and grab you retract your cross shoulder post to try and grab their arm now they have the ability to punch in that underhook because your elbow drifts away from your rib cage as you're trying to get a hold of it so generally you're using your left arm as your fort and your right arm is your attack trying to get that initial grip. And then once you get that initial grip, now you can take like a two on one grip on that one arm. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it kind of just depends what they do. Like if they're backing away really aggressively, now you can sit up and now you can start to go into more like seated guard attacks. And if they're pressuring back into you now you can pull them forward put that hand on the mat and you can now go into your scoop grip if you want the scoop grip or i think more traditionally like well you'll see gordon doing a lot is put that arm on the mat and then going into like your shoulder crunch or like pinch headlock kind of stuff so you're kind of upgrading your upper body position and then as you try and sweep them with your upper body position being good and they defend that then you transition into the legs right so like i think it's much more efficient to try and connect at the upper body and then upgrade your your grips at the upper body between like a two-on-one wrist to a two-on-one elbow to a pinch headlock to a shoulder crunch and then go into the legs or something like that. Yeah. Um, as opposed to being like, I got my scoop grip, you have your near side underhook, let's go kind of thing. And you outweigh me by 50 pounds, you know, like it's going to be tough. And even if I win, it's it's not worth it in my opinion. Yeah. I remember a class I took a while back where we were starting in the knee shield position. And the only, I guess, concept I picked up from there is that distance management of like, you're, I'm far enough from them 
where I'm creating enough distance from them where I'm safe, or I'm really close in and my center of gravity is like below them and I can start to off balance, but it's that middle ground where I'm starting to get smashed and like they have their optimal distance. So as you were saying that, I'm just, I was just trying to think objectives wise, once you have the Ford up, it sounds like attaching, getting that two on one against their arm. So I have their control of their upper body to off balance them to their hands, or they start to go back and putting them in the distance I want them to be in rather than the distance they right. want to be in is a good objective, right? Exactly. Okay. So exactly. Cool. I'm going to just go for that arm then I guess <laughs> from there, <laughs> when you have two on one of the arm is a good option to go for an arm drag, maybe if they're coming in. And then the second option is if they're backing up or yeah, I guess just to put some names to the different options I have from the two-on-one, what, what, right. what do you like to go through? Yeah. So if they're, if they're backing up, generally I try and go back to like shin on shin type thing and bring my feet back to the inside. So if they're backing up, generally you have the space to, to do that. Whereas yeah. if they're pressuring forward, it can be a bit congested for you to bring your foot back to the inside. So if that's the case, you're looking to put their hands on the mat and either like at that point you can put it on the mat and then like take your underhook and like wrestle up out the back door or you can put your hand on their hand on the mat and go to your pinch headlock um, or shoulder crunch, or you put your their hand on the mat and then you take your scoop grip on the, ah, on the far right. side, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, that I would say that is the general strategy if you can get the near arm, um, a good grip on the near arm. Yeah. And then, yeah. Sure. And I think you did a video on this, but when does the butterfly hook come into the picture? Yeah. So general, the general strategy, I did do a video on this, uh, but the general strategy is you get some sort of upper body connection. Mm -hmm. So you get your two on one grip, you get your pinch headlock, you get whatever connects you um, to their upper body. And then you pummel in your butterfly hook. Mm -hmm. Because if you pummel in your butterfly hook too early, it makes it relatively easy for them to switch sides in guard passing. And it makes it pretty much impossible for you to force them to engage. Whereas if you have a knee shield, it's very difficult for them to disengage without giving you some sort of connection to them. Like if they try and disengage out of your knee shield, they're going to have to stand up much straighter than they would if they're trying to disengage from your butterfly half guard. That makes sense. Yeah. And the straighter they stand up, that means the more accessible their legs are for you to grab. Right. So if you have a knee shield and they're trying to stand up, it's very hard for them to do that without with with like also denying the bottom person the ability to grab your legs and enter your legs. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're just have a butterfly half guard, they can stand up in a much more um like chest forward type of posture that makes it easier for them to hide their legs from you. Right. Uh so that's the general idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That paints a that paints a much better picture for me. I think what I'm going to do is just get in that position and then just go for that arm. And then I think my first objective is how can I off balance this person uh, with yep. the control of this, their upper body with this arm. And then. You know who does this really well? Who? Um, I've been, I've been watching him is, is Joseph Chen. Oh, okay. Um, you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. He's on the B team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Um, he just won the the European trials. I'm in the process of making my video on him. I don't think I'm going to talk about this in my video, but it's one thing that I think he does really well is like, if the top person is like pushing on his shoulder, trying to like keep him away from like a seated position or even from like a half guard, he does a really good job of turning that push into a two on one grip and then having some good attacks off of that. He, he has some nice pinch headlocks um, and shoulder crunch sweeps. And it comes off of that type of sequence. Interesting. Uh, what exactly yeah. is a pinch headlock? So, you know, shoulder crunch. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, so yeah. Shoulder crunch um, is the head is not inside of your grip. Mm-hmm. And pinch headlock is the same grip, but the head is inside the party. Got it. Okay. So traditionally, you will start in a pinch headlock, like you initially take the grip and their head's inside the party, and then you slip their head out and you transition to a shoulder crunch, and then you'll sweep them or go into your arm lock or whatever you're going to do. Oh, I see. So you start with the pinch headlock and then kind of use your elbow. Yep. Okay. Let their head out. Now you have the shoulder and then you can... Okay. Yes. Interesting. That's traditionally how it's done. Yeah. Ah, okay. That's good to know. So if that's that distance thing. If they're too close to me, it's my advantage. If I can control their upper body versus if, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, man. Okay. I've got open mat in a few days. Yeah. I think I'm going to just <laughs> start going into that position. So that's the, that's the near arm. Um, and then there's a bunch of stuff you can do if you get a hold of the far arm as well. And organically, I haven't seen it yet, but Submeta just launched a uh, a course on the uh, the far side. I think mean, I think it's just a I don't know if it's a far side arm drag or just far side control. I don't even know what it what it is. I haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. but um, I imagine there's some good stuff in there to check out as well. So you'll you'll often see people um, like Gordon does this really well. Is he'll play the the far side arm against the near side arm. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, like as they're denying you one arm, it should be relatively easy for you to get control of the other arm. Um, cause a lot of times, like in order to pull back, like one arm strong, you have to push off of something with your other arm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, you're not just lying on the ground wanna... pulling with one arm like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So from the top person's perspective, if this person's grabbing onto my arm and I want to free myself from this arm, I have to push off of the ground. I have to push off of them. I have to push off of something with my other arm to give me the force to give me like a legit pull. So like a lot of times what they decide to push off of will kind of determine your next attack. Yeah. Um, So if you're attacking the near arm, they might, you know, push off of you with their forearm to do something. And that push can lead to an arm drag. It can lead to a like shoulder crunch type grip that can lead to like a choy bar type attack. I don't know if you're familiar with like that kind of stuff, but um, yeah, like it's just uh, like the, the chaining of, of attacks tends to start after the first control. If right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot um, of sense. I think there was one video of yours where Gordon Ryan was going for one arm the other eye posts on the ground with his opposite arm and Gordon Ryan just bumps that arm farther out. 
like almost just right. slides it off the ground just a little bit. And then I forget what he does after, but that was a, that, I don't know why that movement stuck out to me so much. It feels so small. Like this guy's posting his arm and then you just, just like hit that arm out a little bit more. And now he's like in a different position, just slightly. Right. Yeah. Just a little farther than he wanted to go. Yeah. Just a tiny bit farther than where he wanted to go. Um, and just to clarify, so if I'm on my right hip and I got my left knee as a knee shield and the opponent's on top of me, which one's the forearm and which one's the near arm? So the forearm will be the one that would be cross-facing you. Which is their so right arm. Their left arm. Ah, okay. Yes, the forearm. Okay. Just logically yes, the feeling forearm. the forearm. Got it. Yes. Okay. And then your arm's the one that's like probably like on your hip or doing or trying to smash the knee whatever. shield down. Trying to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've been talking about the near arm, attacking the near. Yeah, got it. We've been talking about the near arm. Um, but oh, okay. Lachlan just released a course on attacking the forearm. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think naturally I want to grab the forearm for some reason. I don't know why but I'm going to try experimenting with starting with grabbing the near arm or maybe just do what I do naturally and then transitioning to the near arm. As you all know by now, I'm a huge fan of journaling for jujitsu and in life. And I've been working on a journaling app called Sherpa. It's designed to give you a few journaling prompts to set an intention plan or goal before you go to practice and then reflect afterwards to help you get the most out of your training and guide your focus. Sherpa uses AI to analyze your entries, gives you summaries and insights over time to show you where you're progressing and then pinpoint areas of improvement for you to focus on. We're looking for athletes to test out the app on a free trial and give us some feedback to help us shape the future of the app. So if you're interested in joining, you can sign up at the waitlist in the episode description or directly at the website sherpajournal.ai. That's S-H-E-R-P-A journal.ai. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of times they, they play off of each other. Yeah. And I think it is more natural to try to get a hold of the forearm um, just because you're facing that way and your left arm is normally the cross shoulder post and your right arm is like, oh, there's a hand in front of yeah. you. Yeah. But exactly. Like, generally, that arm is more. Um, there's not like weight on that arm for them, and it's like can be hard to get a hold of, like a meaningful control of. Yeah. Um, whereas the other one, you can pretty much like guarantee it's going to be like on your hip or like on your knee, you know. And they're usually like putting weight on that one as they're like you know trying to drive forward that type of thing. So generally, it's easier to predict where that one's going to be and it's easier to get a hold of of that one yeah um to kind of start the chain that's what oh yeah i someone has done this to me where instead of me grabbing that arm that near arm they've gotten like a a, like a c grip or whatever under my armpit and just shove me over over them Mm -hmm. so maybe that's another thing i can play with oh wow making so many connections now yeah i've just never gone for that that near arm before but it's so so powerful and available yeah just make sure uh, again just make sure you do it in a way that doesn't compromise you to getting um or or to uh like giving them the ability to take an underhook because if your knee shield is strong 
you can pretty much do whatever you want with your upper body, right? Mm -hmm. Like even if you're not too um, disciplined with your left arm and your elbows kind of drifting away from your rib cage and the underhook is available, they can't really capitalize on it because you have a a high knee shield, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But as soon as your knee shield starts to get compromised, you better be very disciplined with your left arm and make sure it's like glued to your rib cage. And that's why you have to use your right hand most of the time to get the initial grip. And then you can take your left hand and get uh, the I see. grip, right? Yeah. But people get in trouble when they have a compromise and then they're trying to grab with their left arm and now they gave up the underhook and now they're getting smashed. Got so, it. Yeah. It's yeah. also helpful for me to know against the knee shield. It's like I can start smashing the knee shield first, then go for the underhook versus just trying to die for the underhook when that knee shield is such a strong frame um, and getting too right. tunnel vision on like the the next, like the pass versus the the prerequisites. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I also find maybe uh, I find myself in this position also because it's like maybe it's because like I go to a lot of new gyms and when I get first, do my first like roll with someone i don't want to like go super hard so i kind of just lie down and supine and then they just approach my guard and all of a sudden we're like neatly into half guard knee shield so i get a lot of junior practices just by by the nature of how i've been visiting gyms i guess so it is kind of a like a a good gentleman's agreement on like <laughs> let's start our role from half guard kind of thing you know right, uh, right. it's kind of like a neutral neutral position Um, Which kind of goes back, honestly, to like a big principle of like what Danaher talks about a lot in his instructionals are like, you should be good at attacking from half guard because like a lot of times people are going to fight for their lives to prevent you from getting the close guard, but they're going to be like, you know, relatively happy with like getting to half guard. So like from a passing position, it's like, they're not going to let you get to side control but they're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, I recovered half guard. So you better be like good at passing half guard because like people are going to be happy to be in half guard and you should be good at like taking advantage of being there. And right. then same thing from the bottom person's perspective is, you know, it's going to be a very common position. And, and I'd be interested to see like percentage of time spent in each position at like, you know, high levels. I imagine half guard is is one of the most common. That's interesting. I I wonder if that's been a shift in um the way we think about half guard, like or the way the community has thought about half guard, uh, from more of a neutral position to now, if you're good at it, it could be a checkpoint, like better than close guard or open guard, but on your way to right. more control. Yeah. yeah. Pretty interesting. Exactly. Man, we should talk about close guard at some point on another episode. I hate close guard. I just hate it so much. <laughs> Like I get stuck from in it top for or bottom. Uh, so if I'm trying to pass, yeah, from top, yeah. and my opponent has me in their closed guard, I'm like, okay, I'm stuck here until they want to open this up. Basically, right. <laughs> yeah. So that could be a future episode. Cool. Sounds good. One thing at a time. Yeah, one thing at a time. One attack. Like we covered a lot. Today. We did. We did. I want to attack the near arm. See if I can go to pinch headlock to shoulder crunches or maybe arm drags from there but i think first i'm just going to start playing with what's it like to attack the near arm versus the far arm and yeah that's that's like a really good focus for me to to go for the principle behind it or the concept behind it is basically upper body control somehow right right yeah yeah instead of just (laughs) the fort (laughs) i've just been living in the fort basically (laughs) right 
Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not to get like too deep into it, but like the times I've seen the lower bar, like if you like dive on the scoop grip, like without having upper body control, um, the people and times I've seen it work really well are when people bring that, like, uh, your half guard leg. Like, so in our, in our situation, it would be our right leg. Mm-hmm. We bring our right leg out to their far hip. So we take it out of half guard and we put it on their hip. So now it's like a frame that really limits their ability to use that near side underhook or cross face. Mm. Um, and then from there you take your scoop grip and now you can start doing uh, what's called K guard and going into like K guard attacks. Um, so that's when I think it's like good to initiate with the lower body is if you take that foot out and can get a scoop grip on that far leg, you see a lot of people doing that really well. Okay. Um, but if you're just like trying to go from knee shield to scoop that far leg, I think it's going to be, it's going to be tiring. And even if you get there, I think it's going to be not that good nowadays. Gotcha. Um, I think a lot of people know how to, how to counter it pretty well and are, are comfortable in the, the leg entanglements and um, yeah, it's not going to be uh, the benefit versus reward is not there in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is Does Craig Jones do that a lot? I feel like I may have seen a video of, of him rolling doing that. Maybe that's why I've been trying to go for this. Go to K guard. Yeah. With the, with the, the foot on the hip first and then scooping and then transitioning to some, yeah. Okay. I think I may have seen a video. Yeah. Maybe that's why um, I've been going for the scoop grip. <laughs> but no and like back in the day, you'll see people going directly from knee shield to scoop grips. Um, like just like, yeah, I think in my opinion, it was more popular, like, you know, back in the day and maybe even Craig taught it in like some of his older instructionals, but um, yeah, I don't see it happening with, uh, with like too much success. Um, especially like as you get, like as you go against better and better people, it might work like early on in tournaments maybe, but like, yeah, against good people, I think they're going to have some, uh, some serious counters to you. Gotcha. Doing that. So, yeah, it's good to know. And, uh, yeah, the sub meta discount code is uh, in the description. If you want to learn about what's the new course that he launched, you said. Uh, it's something to do with the far arm. I don't know oh, okay. um, exactly what it's called, but it's Attacking something to do arm. with the far arm. Yeah. From, from I don't know if it's called like far side arm drag or attacking the far arm or something okay. like that. But, cool. Um, I think B team just added a bunch of content to sub meta today, actually, as of this recording. Yeah, but our discount code doesn't work for them. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does. Um, yeah, it's like two separate uh two separate services. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. We might yeah. have to reach out to them. but anyway thanks jake for all the advice this this gives me a really good orientation for how to approach the 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 next step in in that position cool yeah it's like i'm interested to see how it goes and i think it's a lot of information but um yeah we'll see how see how it goes when you uh when you practice it yeah for sure thanks jake cool all right later